Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And, and I'm the is- other host, Superfan Mark. <laughs> somebody somebody forgot the introductions. Uh, and with us, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Biscati. Yeah, yeah, I'm the other host. Unfortunately, this week we don't have uh, Jimmy O with us. He could not make it, so we're flying with just the the three hombres, Trace hombres, um, three amigos, Trace hombres, Trace hombres, three amigos. That's right. So. Uh, those of you out there, you probably are, well, you're definitely not aware of this because we've been delivering episodes every two weeks as normal, but we actually recorded uh, the past three episodes all within the space of a week in June, and so that way we could all have a, a month or so off. So we actually haven't been together recording since like June 14th or something like that. I can't remember what the exact date was, but uh, so it's been a long back time. Back in aught nine. Yeah. Yeah. Back in I, I almost don't even and remember. And we fooled you all. Was. You had no idea. We completely no pulled idea. the wool over your eyes. We you were did. none we the did. wiser. None Meanwhile, none we're all wiser. tan. But maybe they, they, a beard. they knew something. They, <laughs> yeah, Matt grew a beard. Maybe, maybe mm. they were catching on a little bit after. Uh, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Our energy was very low, very low. Was it? I thought so. I thought it was our best episode yet. Yeah, I say that after kid. every episode. Joe, Joe never felt more alive. <laughs> yeah, I. Each episode is just slightly better than the one before it. Yeah, slightly. it was a nice break, though. It was a nice break. It was nice, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah. The, yes. These guys yeah. went and uh, hung out at a cabin in the woods. In the woods, yeah, and yeah, uh, and we watch we watch spooky movies, Lake yeah. by the Lake. Mm-hmm. It was that nobody uh, went, swam in, a, but myself. You were the only and, one who swam. It, well, I, I was fish. the only one that swam in the lake, but um, uh, one of Joe's sons, uh, Parker, um, actually. Uh, got in the lake one time and uh hmm. so that was nice but uh just so and everybody still knows itching. it no he's not um <laughs> but just so everybody knows uh little uh, anybody know including the joe jans family um the jans family are incredible fishermen they caught joe's daughter caught a huge huge bass um, it, it was just barely under legal size, but it, we could have kept it, but it was, it was breeding. It, 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 it was full of babies, full of eggs. It was so, the biggest uh, fish I ever seen. I'm <laughs> telling you, this, this bass was huge, huge. And with all the, uh, the boats going back and forth on my lake, um, I was, I didn't think, uh, anybody was going to catch a fish and Joe caught a fish, uh, his daughter caught a fish and like bass. Good sized bass. Good so size. it was huge, yeah. but not legal. It was. It was. It could have been legal. That, it, that it, it was pretty much legal. It was legal. Sort of like it was like Moe's Moe's ta- Moe's Tavern, home of the largest or the smallest big screen TV. I never yes. saw. Yeah, I, mm. I. I don't watch. I don't watch Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> family Guy. Uh, so well. 
in this but it was a lot of, time, of fun it, it was a lot of fun and hopefully matt yeah. could uh show up uh next uh summer with yeah. uh with michelle or whatnot because it was a lot of fun no i'd love yeah. to i'd love to come next summer uh all things considered you know that'd be great yeah we so i went, other than actually, growing I went a into beard, a what cabin did you do, in the woods I went into a cabin in the woods myself. Went up to oh, right. Lake. We go to Lake Tahoe every other year, and uh, it was great. Yeah, had a nice time. My brother and his wife met us out there, and it's it's always nice though. That that place is just insanely beautiful. So yeah, yeah, the pictures you showed were just incredible. That waterfall, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So, uh, did you catch any other big than, fish? No, we didn't go fishing, so well, it's not a great, great a lake. Vacation. It's not a great lake for <laughs> fishing because uh, it's it's so deep. Um, it, it's just not a great fishing lake. So, yeah, I don't know. I talked to a couple guys, and they were like, "Yeah, it's just not great." You can go. You this one guy was fished, and he said it's it's really not the best lake for fishing. But what kind of fish um, are in there? Uh, I'm not sure. I think that has bass and and you know all the usual fish but it's just there are there's not a lot of spots that are like wooded or grassy grassy you know for bass and and um and it's a really really deep lake and it and it drops off pretty quickly so it's it's just uh kind of a different kind of fishing i think and i we were out there and of course it was it's really cold there right now too so that probably made it or i mean the the water itself is cold so that made it probably less you know fishable as well so i maybe when it warms up it's better but when we we went out on the boat and we didn't see we saw one guy fishing and hardly anybody else out on the lake but it's it's just beautiful it's such a great place so um joe did you watch anything uh that had nothing to do with the theme this last month i i resisted I didn't want no. to, but I did anyway, because uh, it, I think it's just ingrained in my DNA. Uh, so I watched Annihilation because you guys had said that that was a wonderful flick and I had never seen it. Um, oh, yeah. yes, my wife Joe, and I yes. actually watched it. And I, I, for those of you like me up until a few weeks ago that hadn't seen it, it's basically a group of women fighting against a shimmery uh, land filled with crystal flowers and rainbows. So... <laughs> It was just so bizarre that this adventure film that that goes around four women concentrates on these four women to go in this adventure. And it's all, you know, like if it was um, Predator, you know, it's you got these guys flexing their biceps and everything and they're they're going into the jungle and there's blood and there's veins of the, you know, vines and everything everywhere. But these it's women and everything's like all rainbows and glitter and crystals and stuff like that and i just thought that was uh an odd choice but i did like the film and uh so did my wife so much so that i said hey that's directed by uh help me out here who was the director alex garland huh alex garland Yes, the director. Alex Garland. Yes. Um, so I said, if you think that's weird, you should watch the other really weird Alex Garland film, Men. So we rewatched that. She had never seen it. And I think I like the film Men. I'm I'm I am now 
glad that I bought it because I know that the first time I watched it, I said, I'll never watch this again. This is so bizarre. I can't, I can't bring myself to, to sit down and go through the time. But now that I've given it a second viewing, it is not only grown on me, but I, I appreciate this film so much. It's so eerie. I like it quite a bit. And that last scene with all the metamorphosis from one man to the next man to the next man is so gross and bizarre that that's now actually like if I were to watch it a third time, that would be something I would be waiting with so much anticipation. Certainly like, can we hurry up and get to that scene? I got to see it again. I got to see it. Um, And Jesse Buckley who plays Harper in that film is just phenomenal. I can't wait to see her in more things. So those are the two horror films that I watched. And then I got to say, I also watched Sisu, which I know is not a horror film. But for those of you that like action films and don't care for horses, this film is for you because this was just phenomenal. And actually, if you you, you have to have a deep-seated hatred for Nazis, too. So mm-hmm. um, there's, there's some abuse of a horse in this film. But uh, Sisu was just, oh, my God, like, John Wick set in World War Two, or actually it was World War One, wasn't it? Matt, did it was you see World this? War Two. It was World War Two. It was World War Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is basically John Wick and World War Two, and uh, it was just, I absolutely loved it. And uh, yeah. is it? Can I spoil one scene? Sure. It depends on okay? the scene. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was under. It was the underwater thing. What he does to that guy. To keep more breath in his lungs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So there's a scene where he's trying to... There's all these Nazis surrounding this guy while he's uh, trying to escape from them. And he's underwater in this lake. And he can't come up for air because he knows that if he does, they're going to shoot at him. Well, they send one of these Nazi soldiers down underwater to go get him. He surprises the soldier takes a knife out and slits his throat open far enough that he puts his mouth then on the guy's open esophagus just to suck the remaining air out of his lungs mm-hmm. so that he can stay <laughs> underwater longer. And it yeah. was such a good scene. Oh my God, that's awesome. So uh, there is an awful lot of blood, but I will admit it is not a horror film, but uh, it's on Amazon prime to rent. It's like five ninety nine. I can't recommend that enough. If you like, action movies and you don't like nazis so that's yeah. uh, i bought it i liked it, it a lot yeah yeah, I, yeah I'll, you I'll know what it. i'm so mad i didn't buy it so yeah. yeah okay wait hey with uh joe with annihilation what did you think of the zombie bear when they're tied up up in that room um i really like the character design of the zombie bear that was creepy i i like the yeah. idea you know i can't really see very well um mm-hmm. yeah i i actually I, I'd love to see more of things like that. Zombie animals in zombie movies. Zombie beaver. You could do that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I meant yeah, good we, zombie movies. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, I'd love yeah, to yeah. see. Gotcha. I'd I'd love to see you know like zombie bears, zombie deers, zombie dogs. You know, I don't know yeah, how you could yeah. do them without them being full CGI, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Has there been a movie where there's been like a Noah's Ark zoo filled with zombie animals that come and attack humans? If not, Matt, there's your next film. 
Go ahead. Yeah, hey, yeah. maybe. Yeah, with the kind of writes with, itself. With the, with the zombie bear in Annihilation, when the when the bear just growls or whatnot, and you hear the past, uh, uh, the woman it is like sucked into women's screams, and yeah. God, was that just absolutely beautiful and horrifying? Though when I saw it in the movie theater. I just had chills. I, I I just love I just love Annihilation so much, and that and that it's it really pisses me off with Annihilation that you had a full female cast, a great script, great director, and it just wasn't received well. I mean, you yeah. had everything, you had everything, and it and it just wasn't received well. Well, I mean, me I think off. I think people who went to see it loved it. The problem mm -hmm. was not that many people went to see it, you know, which I yeah. didn't understand because Ex Machina, which Alex Garland also directed, it was a fantastic film too. Correct. Um, you know, and then he has a TV show starring that guy from Parks and Rec with the beard uh, that always reminds me of Joe, or at least Nick Offerman. His like voice, his Nick voice. Offerman. He, yeah. Nick Offerman is in uh, this TV show that, Alex Garland did called devs, which I think I highly recommend too. I don't think they ever did a second season of it though, unfortunately, but the first season was great. Um, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. It was, it was hmm. pretty interesting. So, um, is that it Joe? Yeah. Those three, that was, uh, okay. pretty much it for me. All right. Uh, Mark, what did you watch? Um, I gotta get my reading glasses on because I just can't read anymore without glasses. Um, Matt, did you see Insidious: The Red Door? Yes. Okay, so did I. So I'll I'll hold off on that. Um, okay. Myself, um, like Joe, I was on vacation, so I didn't watch a lot of horror films. I was just taking a break, just watching action films and just comedies and whatnot. But I did watch um, a horror film and. I don't know if you guys reviewed this or not. Um, it's on Shudder. I think it was um, uh, made by Shudder. It's called, well, it's Children of the Corn from 2020. Did you guys watch that I, or did we review it? No, I, I haven't seen it, but I, I saw that it was on there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought this movie was going to be a remake of the 1984 version, but I was surprised that this is a version or a prequel of the events leading up to the massacre of the adults in the small quiet town in, uh, in Nebraska. Um, I always, uh, wondered how that happened and wanted to see this story. And while there are some great moments in this film, um, it falls flat with mediocrity, uh, acting or mediocre acting. And, uh, the music score does not, um, does not fit with some of the scenes. Um, I'm becoming Joe Jans, I swear to God. Uh, with that said, um, I think it's the best Children of the Corn movie besides the 1984 uh, original. I, there are really promising, um, great kills in this uh, film. I actually enjoyed some of the special effects with, um, they have this uh, corn, you know, if you saw, you know, the original it's, it's like the devil, the demon, and, you know, corn, this apparatus or whatnot. And you get to see more of that through it. It's, the CGI is a little bit wonky, um, but it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. My biggest problem with it was it didn't fit with the original Stephen King story with the ending with this 
prequel. It, it didn't like tie into the Stephen King story at all, actually. And that that I thought was like a big misfire with the writing uh, with this film. Um, if it leaded into, uh, you know, a kid running through the field the way, you know, and trying to escape the town and gets hit by the car at the beginning of the original film. I thought that would have been a nice, you know, tie in to the original 1984 uh, Children of the Corn, but they didn't do it. It, it didn't even come close to that. Um, but still, I, in my opinion, it is the best um, Children of the Corn besides the original. I've seen so many other Children of the Corns and they're bad. They're super bad. But um, I think there's like seven or eight Children of the Corn films, actually. I, which is- I didn't mind the one. I mean, it wasn't good, but she was good in it. The one with, um, oh God, uh, the girl from, uh, I don't even remember now. Never mind. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her name now. No, no. But yeah, I mean, if if you're a fan of the Children of the Corn, you've probably already seen it. If um, you're not a fan of Children of the Corn and you want to you know, see a better sequel or something i don't i don't know i i I kind of recommend it it's 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 better than you know some sequels in franchises so i i kind of want to give it a thumbs up it's i'm like a man on it i'm just like if you got nothing better to do check it out check it out i'll give it a shot yeah 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 um yeah that's about it i was on vacation but um Yeah. yeah i'll can't wait to talk about Insidious the Red Door though. What did yeah. you watch, Matt? Uh well, I let's see, like Joe, I did check out Sisu, which yeah, it's not really horror, but I thought that was good. I'm I'm not a huge, you know, I I I it I thought there was a, you know, good sense of humor to it. Um I'd kind of like to get back to an everyman kind of action movie <laughs> instead of these um John Wick clones a little bit, just where it just seems like, you know, the action where the hero never really seems to be in that much danger. And you never really believe they just throw random randoms at them all the time. But, it, but the last know, it, everybody man movie like that, that I can remember that came out was nobody. And yeah. he wasn't exactly yeah. oh, an every man. And one. he was, he wasn't really I mean, an every man either. John was Wick almost, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of John Wick as well. Um, or like yeah, extraction. With Chris Hemsworth, even though I love those films, oh my God, it's it's the same thing. It's like John Wayne. Yeah. I mean, I think they're having to compete with all the superhero movies, and it's just, you know, that's just the way it is. But I think it would be falling awesome. Falling down if, again. Yeah. It would be odd. Well, it would be awesome, though, if, if somebody comes up with just a, you know, a, kind of a throwback action movie. It would be kind of fun. Yeah, like see. Die Hard, like Bruce Willis. The yeah, like a Die Hard kind of thing. The original, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, and it, I do have to do a shout out to Indiana Jones. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, that's just my take on it. I, I think, Joe, you liked it too, right? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I thought you went to it. Oh, uh, I no, enjoyed it. Uh-uh. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, it was definitely way better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is correct. You know, that's that's the good news. Uh, it's nothing fantastic. It's It's the fourth best of the series by far, but... I thought it was a better way to end off. Um, the last 15 minutes impossible. was great. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The 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 ending ending. Yeah, I yes. thought it was it was touching. I thought it was. It touching. was. It was. But um. Anyway, it was. You know, it was. I I enjoyed myself. Um. And I I thought it was a, a fun throwback action film. Not great, but I th- it was better than I was expecting. Um. Right. I saw sixty five. Yeah, Joe. I oh no, yeah. How was that? I forgot uh, we had both seen Mission Impossible, but I'm sure you're getting to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I want to know what you thought of 65. I haven't 65, seen it yet, yeah. but I have 65, it. 65 was better than I, th- I was expecting. Again, I, I ran into a, a few movies that I had heard bad reviews of, and when I saw them, I enjoyed myself. Now, they're not great. 65 by no means is a great movie, but... It was entertaining enough. I mean, I I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I I certainly didn't see anything about it that made me feel like, oh my god, this is so stupid. Uh, some of the CG is not great, but it wasn't as bad as I had heard. And I, you know, Adam Driver brings up boosts up the credibility of anything he's in. He so does no wrong. He does no wrong, he, Adam Driver. If you go into it with diminished expectations, I think you'll wind up having a fine time. It's not, you know, I, I don't see the why all the bad backlash. And certainly I don't see why people are so disparaging of it. it I've seen way worse. Um, Good. I'll watch that. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible, the new Mission Impossible. Briefly, obviously not horror as well, but when we're talking about, you know, because we all, I think, kind of watch stuff that we wouldn't normally watch. Uh or not normally watch, but we watch. We got to watch non horror this time, uh, and I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was. I, great. Did, I, w- I, I wasn't in love with it, it, but I thought it was fine. Yeah, I figured you guys would like it more than me, but yeah, I I um, celebrate that whole catalog. Oh man, he's so good. Except for yeah. number two, Ugh. I, yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. I'd like them dose. to go back to number one. Brian De Palma. They kind of brought Brian De Palma in. A little bit in one. the airport season, bit. in the airport yeah. scene, I thought a little bit, but uh, I, I'd like to see them go back to a little more low tech, um, you mm. know. But I'll agree with that. I mean, I'd like to know, see more no... scenes with him running. <laughs> I love that. Fast. The whole crowd yeah, just yeah. when he when he was when he was doing his Tom Cruise sprinting, man. The whole crowd was going, yeah. They, they went I just want to make it like a YouTube really? super yeah. cut of nothing but Tom Cruise running. Like yeah. They have hours. that on YouTube. They like, have yeah, it on I just want to spoofs of it. I, like people, I want to put yeah. that on a TV in front of me on a treadmill so I can run with Tom Cruise. It's yeah. a that, weird that would run. Millions it's of a copies. weird. Run oh, I know. It's not a even a run. It's a yeah. sprint. He's a little yeah. man, and he's got to pump those freaking arms, man, to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he is. He'd a leave me runner. in the dust. Yeah, he he's a better runner than than he who shall not be named, though. Much True. so, yes, uh, yes. Um, well, he's a little guy too, so yeah. I think they're the same height. Oh my god! Now uh, back to the horror. Oh no! And I also saw Asteroid City, which if you're not Ooh. a big, oh. if you're not a big uh, Wes Anderson fan, you're probably not going to like it. But if you're a big Wes Anderson fan, you're going to love it. It's he's definitely yes. it's not uh, as a much of a crowd pleaser as I would say. Uh, you know the the, the Royal hotel Tenenbaums. one, no, Royal Tenenbaums, or the hotel one, or Rushmore. Great, those, 
Grand Budapest. Yeah, mm. it, but it's it's a little more um, a little more artsy, I guess. I guess is the only way I could say. But it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I it's it looks certainly beautiful. Not, yeah, it looks amazing. The the you know his aesthetic is just right on. Um, now back to horror. I did see the blackening, which I didn't really care for. I thought it was not, it was sort of a horror comedy, but it didn't, it wasn't really all that funny and it wasn't really very scary. Uh, it had a lot of comments on horror tropes, especially as related to black characters, which is great, but it didn't, all it, it it didn't really have a clever way of exploiting those tropes or or exploring those tropes it just talked about the tropes and it was very a little on the preachy side with that kind of thing um i, I just i i was i was disappointed i was really looking forward to that and i i just found like the humor there was nothing really funny there was one character in it that is played as such a caricature it looks like he should have been in a scary movie movie like a, like a wayans it looks like he looks like a wayans brothers character from in living color and not looks that, that's the way he acts and it and it did not fit any the rest of the movie and i kept hoping that oh maybe there'll be something different about him at the end and we'll find out that it was all put on it wasn't it that's just the way he talks and the way he acts and it didn't fit so it made me wonder if there was a more spoofy version of this script at one point and that was a leftover character i don't know it was very strange uh, and it just didn't work uh most of this movie really didn't work for me um so and i i thought it was a a real disappointment because there's a lot, you know, in those tropes, especially those stereotypes and black characters in horror movies that could be explored, but it, it didn't really explore them. It just, they would just talk about the trope, you know, or talk about what white people do. And we, you know, that whole, the whole idea of white characters, they're the ones who always go look for the sound in the house, you know, I mean, that's been done a million times and it wasn't done in a fresh way in this movie. So Anyway, that was too bad. I, I was hoping for more on that one. It, but I know a lot of other people really enjoyed it. So um, who knows? Uh, Black Mirror had was very horror-centric this time. Liked it. There was like, what, five episodes or something like that? I liked yeah, all of the episodes. All I've heard, of them. I've heard mixed things from people, but I really enjoyed it. I liked and, them all as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then last they but not fantastic. least, uh, that brings us to the uh, Insidious, the Red Door, which uh, I think Mark and I both saw. It. And I thought it was good. Not great. I thought there were some good moments, um, a few good jump scares. Uh, it, you know, at this point, it's it's what you're kind of expecting out of an Insidious movie to me. And it it there's certainly nothing about it that that was bad, but it, I wouldn't say it's great, but for the, you know, what, what movie in the, in the franchise, fifth, sixth movie in the franchise, Hey, you could do a lot worse. Um, so, and I think that franchise as a whole is pretty solid. Like they're, you know, I think I've seen all the movies and I, and I think they're all fine. You know, at least either, I mean, the first one I think is great. I think the second one was, really good uh 
third was okay. You know, and it, it kind of goes on from there. I think fourth, they all have great moments though. I feel like, and this one had a, some good moments. Uh, so I don't know, Mark, what did you think of that one? It's it, the franchise is dwindling in, in my opinion. Um, it was Patrick Wilson's first, uh, uh, directorial, uh, debut. Um, I, I think he did fine. Um, I think he went in different directions. It was, he, he, Patrick Wilson, I think, uh, took a lot of time to set up um, these scares, and I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And he tried. I think he. I, I think he tried to do the Alfred uh, Hitchcock bomb underneath the chair, you know, and you see it happening and it's coming. Um, I mean, this film is a film. You know, if I mean, if, if you haven't seen the other films, can you see this film? Yeah, you, you can. Um, I thought the the roommate, uh, the girl, was great, but she didn't fit in the movie that we were watching. She was very upbeat, very chipper and whatnot, and I'm, she was great, but I, I didn't think she really fit in the in uh, in the film. Um, you know, is is, is there going to be another one? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it's it's making money. Um, I don't know if we need another one. I think they're milking the cow dry now. It, we got a, a, a couple, you know, drops out of that udder. Um, couple jump scares, um, you know, when he's got the cardboard and he's flipping it, you know, with, you know, on the window. That was great, you know. It got me. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's uh, it's okay. It's it's just it's. It's it's everything you've seen before. If you watch horror films, you've seen it all before. Mm-hmm. You've seen it all right. before, and it's just you know, it's like I I, I would wait until it's on streaming. Yeah, you know, it's, and, and I it's think free. it'll play. I think it'll play better streaming uh, at home. And mm-hmm. it's you know, if there's if you it's if you don't have anything else to do, you might as well check it out. I think there's a, yeah. a few. You know, my wife screamed a couple times with some of the oh. jump scares and you know the, the jump whole scares thing. were good yeah, yeah the whole thing and speaking you know well the whole MR, mri machine thing you know and, <laughs> that was nuts. And michelle like really let out a guttural scream on that one um nice. i was like lord but um <laughs> but yeah no i i think i i feel like it's it's nothing great but it's certainly if you're up for a ghost kind of thing uh it's it's good it's fine isn't isn't it the best like sound in the world when you're in a, a in a movie theater and you're watching a horror film and you actually hear that guttural scream mm-hmm. from somebody oh, yeah. yeah oh my gosh you're just like yes it got yeah. somebody it got somebody yeah, yeah it's, that's always good it's always good yeah so uh i guess that brings us to our topic of the week, which is my pick, uh, which it, it feels, I feel, I think my last pick, by the way, Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this, but my last pick was April 28th. <laughs> that was, was the it? last time I picked. Yeah. Cause we of, had a couple of this year of this year. <laughs> yes. Okay. It doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah. Because we had a couple episodes in there that, we're we like did that. Is it horror? And, yeah, yeah, we did the is it horror, interview. Is it not horror? With, 
Vincent. With, uh, Vincent. Vincent. We did the Is It Horror episode, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, April twenty fifth. Eighth, I think, or something Eighth? like that. Yeah, t- something like that. Shit. Yeah. I was looking it up. I was like, it feels like forever since I had a pick. Doesn't seem uh, like that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, my my pick was uh, that's what she directed, which is uh, horror films directed by women directors, and I picked five five films. Uh, I think I, some, a few of them I had seen before a couple I had not seen before. Uh, actually, yeah. Two of them I had not seen before. I'm curious what you've seen and not seen before with, with their picks. All right. Well, you will find out. Yeah, me too. Uh, so the first pick we're going to go with is 1982's the slumber party massacre, which I had. We're starting with that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, which I had seen before. This is directed by Amy Holden Jones. Uh, an 18-year-old high school girl is left at home by her parents and decides to have a slumber party. Meanwhile, a mass murderer with a propensity for power tools has escaped from prison and eventually makes his way to the party where the guests begin dropping off one by one. And um, this is... Uh, Amy Holden Jones did... It looks like four movies, including Made to Order with Ali um, Ali Sheedy. Sheedy. <laughs> uh, and the I rich man's seen wife. It, but I... And she also directed Love Letters with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. So Love Letters, I never heard yeah. of that one. Uh, again, this is 1982, which 1981, 1982 were just full of, of slashers, classic slashers. And this is a classic. I, I love, I've, I didn't like it the first time I saw it, which was way back. And probably first time I saw it was like 1983, 84 on HBO or, or one of those channels. Uh, but as the years went on, I've grown to appreciation for it. And, and I, I really enjoy this. It's, it's, uh, uh, one of those where they they <laughs> just randomly the women just start getting naked for no reason, <laughs> just cracks me up right in front of a window. It's it's just the way these eighties movies it's were. A it's just, and 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 it, it's just hilarious. And the and the guys in it are peeping toms, and the, it just no no one seems to care that they're perverted like that. Uh, it, it was a very innocent time for perverts back then. Uh, so. I kind of want to know, uh, Mark. What did you think of Slumber Party Massacre? Was this the first time you'd seen it? No, oh, okay. no, no, no. But um, I, I, I only, I only saw it maybe like once or twice uh, before. Um, but I remember back in 1982, or when it was on, you know, the beautiful uh, VHS uh, stores, and you saw it there. For some reason, uh, in my childhood, I always thought it was like a true story the slumber party, you know, massacre. I thought it was a true story. So I always like laid off it on it. I mean, it, it had a great cover with the drill bit, got the, you know, the girls in their nineties, you know, staring up at them, you know, between the legs. I mean, it, it's a great poster, but I love this movie. I love it. Um, it, I mean, it checks marks everything you need in a slasher film, girl, uh, shower scene, check high school party, check. Weed and alcohol, check. Stuck up snob, check. Peeping toms, check. Uh, <laughs> escaped mental patient, check. 
Um, great kills? Check. Killer mm-hmm. comes back from the dead? Check. It has everything, and I think it's a the, wonderfully... You know, the only thing it doesn't have on your list there is, is most 80s slashers, you don't know who the killer is, or at least the killer is disguised or masked. Well, I was going to get to one, that, Matt. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But I, yeah, but you're rudely, uh, Mark, interrupting. But. Sorry, you're right, you're right. But it was had to do with what you're talking about. No, 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 absolutely. No, no, go ahead and interrupt me whenever you want, actually. Um, yeah, but that was one of the things I was going to bring up. It was that you most slasher films you never see the face you don't know who it is this was this up front in in the open and it was so refreshing seeing that you see his face you see those eyes you see the dark circles underneath his you know his eyes uh, it, it it was it was a slasher that um you kind of started to you know you had the face to the killer and i i thought that was so refreshing to see mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and with the with the the telephone uh, woman, you know, on up on the ladder, you know, and coming from a female yeah. director, you know, just showing down the camera lens, going down to that beautiful ass, you know, while she's on the ladder. Oh I mean, yeah, this, this is a female. <laughs> this is a female uh, director directing a horror film that just fits with all the tropes, you know. She doesn't. You know, she she doesn't, you know, go, oh, no, you can't do this. You can't do that, you know, nowadays, you know. I mean, this this was a female director not messing around. She wanted to make a horror film, a slasher film. And you got to respect it. Um, it and holy cow, it, there's so many uh, references um, in this film where other directors must have, like, just snatched from this film. Um with uh, uh, Wes Craven um, with the van scene where the van opens up and t- grabs the telephone woman in. That's what they did with Randy. And you got to think that had something, there was a little influence there. Uh, the same thing with um, uh, Valerie when she's uh, downstairs in the basement and she's choosing a weapon while everybody's struggling upstairs with the killer and she's going with the hammer. Then she goes with the, the saw blade and plugs it in and runs up the stairs and it doesn't reach. And then she grabs a machete. That has a, you know Tarantino saw this movie is going and did a Pulp Fiction thing where, you know, Bruce Willis is choosing things. He like the samurai, you know, the baseball bat and the samurai sword. That's what I was thinking. I, I'm wondering if Tarantino saw something like that. But this film is just absolutely beautifully directed. There's great tropes throughout the whole film that works great the the little sister of valerie was absolutely annoying and drove me absolutely fucking insane but i'll let little sister and big pervert yeah Yeah. (laughs) with with the sylvester salone uh uh playgirl fucking uh magazine Mm -hmm. um no but i'll leave some for you guys i but i do want to say yeah go ahead I do want to say watching the girls play basketball confirms my beliefs that the WNBA shouldn't be a thing. I need, I mean, that was varsity female basketball and that was the worst basketball playing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, we're going to get letters now, Joe. They're all going to no, go to you. They're all going to go to you. From both <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Uh, and actually the, the, the nudity, the, the, this was written by a woman to the original screenplay. It was supposed to be a spoof, which is why they're still, 
kind of some comedy in it. Uh, but Roger Corman insisted on the nudity. It, it really wasn't their choice. <laughs> it was Roger Corman. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up. And if we can transition to me, I just want to say I wouldn't go holding any, I wouldn't go giving any trophies for uh, women's rights over to Amy Holden Jones because she didn't like, there's a quote on here that she's, um, when people call her a sellout for doing a, a sexploitation film, just exploiting women, she said, you know, well, that's what Roger Corman wanted. The producer wanted it and that's how it's done. Yeah. You give the studio what they asked for. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it's basically, it, it was Roger Corman puppeteering her to make what a movie that he wanted to movies. do. Yeah. 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 So wait, wait. Um, so, so wait. So you're telling me that Roger, that this wasn't the director's choice to do the ass, you know, on with the telephone woman, you know, with the camera going down. This who is knows? All, who man. knows? Well, it's not. Doing a if Roger Corman wasn't thing? attached to it, no, if Roger Corman was not the producer of this film, I highly doubt you would have gotten the film that you got. She right. made a film for Roger Corman, and that's what she thought that he wanted, and he did. She, she made a really wrote, good Roger Corman film. She she originally wrote a, a screenplay for a spoof of horror movie tropes. Uh, and Roger Corman got a hold of it, bought the rights to it, and said, "No, we're going to make this movie." Turned it into more of a horror movie, and uh, and yeah, insisted on nudity and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she said the writer says, you know, hey, you don't you know you don't call any other male director a sellout for because Roger Corman pushed them right. to put nudity into movies too. And you don't tell them they're a sellout. So yeah. why am I a sellout, you know, for, for doing it? But if, at the same if time, if Steven not, Spielberg yeah. had gotten his hands on this script and said, all right, I'd like you to make this for me. It wouldn't have looked anywhere near like this. Nah, definitely. But she was, she was more pandering to the studio. Here's what I think the studio wants, or here's what well, the studio has told me that she's they getting want. a movie made, you know? And that's, yeah, yeah. It's just what happens, you know, scripts. I, get yeah, I and, totally get it. Yeah. You, you make the product that makes the client happy, not what makes you happy. So, right. well, she did a hell this of a is, job. It's great. Oh yeah. No, great I agree. Movie. I just, yeah, I just, I wouldn't, if Roger Corman wasn't attached though, I don't think this is the movie she would have made. No, I don't think but, so either. That being said, I like the hot telephone lady at the beginning. That was a nice, <laughs> interesting twist. <laughs> um, oh, I also want to point out it's I, I some one of these days I need to start keeping track of just how many movies start off with a kid delivering a newspaper and he throws the newspaper onto the ground and then you see like the headline and that's like oh that sets up the movie. Now mm -hmm. I know what we're all you know we're all scared of or talking about. Yeah. Um, so, all right, I'm going through my notes. Uh, wow, there's a girls' basketball game followed immediately by a shower scene. Could this get any more exciting? Um, and I did put down there that it was, I thought it was hard to believe that this was directed by a girl. Of course, that was before I found out Roger Corman was the producer yeah. on this. Um, I do think that the the drill bit, I mean, I, I like the setup with the telephone repair lady who is the first kill that we see. And that's where our killer gets his giant drill bit as his murder mm. weapon. And it's, you know, she, that's, that's what she uses. That's what she, you know, he found it in the van. So that's what his 
weapon of choice is. I think it's an odd weapon of choice because it's kind of hard to kill somebody with that because it's really only dangerous from one end. However, throughout the film, I thought it was weird because he was he was swinging it around like it was a chainsaw. You know, and yeah. I realized mm-hmm. that drill bit spinning, but if that if you get hit in the arm by the side of it, you might get a little nick. You know, it's not like but you're not going to be the like side of a chainsaw. Doing you're not going to be dead. Damage. You're not going to be well. I, no, well, I mean, no. well, that's what like happened at, at the end. But it was like huge damage. I mean, yeah, it's a big drill, but I mean, it, plus it that drill with that. runs on electricity from a cord. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. not a cordless drill. I that was bothering me throughout <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Um, there were little funny cinematography scenes that I thought that were really weird that we actually focused on. Like there's a scene where our main character, she's making a phone call or calling somebody, but the scene starts with this little pair of plastic shoes that, you know, it's a little toy that you wind up and it just walks forward. And I'm like, okay, well we're starting on that. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. And then I was so glad that they also didn't cut out the ever so important. Let's make a picture of Kool-Aid scene that went on for like over a minute. Uh, I just I thought there were weird yeah, choices yeah. Yeah. to keep in the film. Weird um, choices. How about the Twinkies out of the wrappers all set up? That yeah, pissed me yeah. off. It's like it, it, those yeah. Twinkies are going to go stale. Who who sets up Twinkies out of the wrapper? I I also thought I, I'm I know this is just a goofy horror film, but those two guys that were standing outside of the house spying on the girls is, you know, of course they're getting naked for, it's like they look for any excuse to get these women to take their clothes off. These women in their thirties mm-hmm. who are supposed to be high school right. seniors to take their clothes off. Exactly. Um, they're, these guys are standing right outside of an open window. These girls are in the house, maybe six feet away from them. Facing these guys the are carrying on a, facing the window, carrying on a full conversation with each other. Yeah. And these normal voices. And normal thing. voices yeah. too. Cannot hear a thing. Yeah. So that that being said, I really like this film. I mean, if I I appreciate it, I like it, I enjoyed it, it was fun. It is what it is. It's it's exa- so I I was like you Mark I saw this uh, VHS copy the cover of the tape on the shelves at my local blockbuster and you know when I was a kid growing up saw it for years had never seen it I got exactly what I had thought I was going to get from it and it's a great film yeah I'm yeah this isn't normally my thing but this one yeah this was pretty fun yeah um, am I gonna watch yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not going to go watch in part two, three, or four, oh, or eight, or however many there are. But yeah, this one, this was fun. Actually, the out. one character, the one character that I, you know, lived that I was hoping to follow more. That I hope she may, if she's in part two, I'll watch it. Is the kid sister? Mm. Why? Because yeah. she's just. It's such a bizarre character. It is. Why would you have a kid character. sister that looks like so, that? That's such a perv. Yeah. I want to see more of her. So, so if she's in part a, two, she's sucking on everything. The uh, uh, lollipop yeah. and it, it, looking at Playgirl and and her sister. So t- her sister tells her that she was jerking off boys in the fifth grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you tell mom? Did you I tell know. mom? Oh, I'm know. so mad at you. Like what? Um, I have some notes on it. If you're done, Joe. 
Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. All right. Uh, <laughs> the line at the beginning, the kid is hitting on the, the phone girl, and he says, you know what they say about dating younger men? Try it. You'll like it. That's like the worst line ever. Yeah. Yep. Usually, you know what they say, you get, you kinds of jokes. The end is usually supposed to be kind of clever. No, this was just it, it was just information. No, uh, bas- no, no. You're, you're just basically saying, I'm going to finish really fast. <laughs> that's what's going to, that's the I guess. trope. Uh, basketball Wait, with you- short, short, basketball with short shorts and no bras. Corman. <laughs> yep. Um, there's a discrepancy between the attractiveness of the girls and the guys at this school, by the way, the, the guys seem pretty homely oh and the girls all look like models. Um, the movie is, I thought it movie was shot. Well, I thought it looked good. Um, yeah, yeah. This dude was pretty brazen at the beginning for doing all the stuff that he did in just broad daylight, walking around a high school. Back then, I guess they didn't have a lot of security around, which they didn't, I guess. They didn't. Um, the coach looks the, the exact same age as all those students, too, by the way. The girl, the the, the basketball coach, the woman. Women's basketball um, coach, yeah. Yeah, she looked the exact same age as all the other girls. Uh, it's not how big your mouth is. It's what's in it that counts. <laughs> That's one line. <laughs> Not quite sure what that is. Uh, Peeping Tom's in the 80s. Uh, what's with this neighbor? This guy's the creepiest guy. <laughs> he, yeah. No, he was looking for action. Oh, he was totally. looking for action. Yeah. He was. Uh, and I also noticed that nobody gives a shit about cats in this town. Uh, I watched several people just walk by a cat that's trying to rub up against them. And no, no, no. Not even looking at it. Um, several. Uh, the shot between the killer's legs. Uh, like the drill is a bit on the nose, but I loved it. Um, the let's see. Anyway, oh, the whole scene in the basement with the girl down there just trying to find a weapon. She seemed very persnickety about which weapon she was going to use while yeah. people are upstairs dying. Um, dying. So, and then of course she picks one that needs a power cord. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So, by the way, anyway, I did a little bit of digging. Courtney, who yeah. played, who's the younger daughter or the younger sister, played yeah. by Jennifer Myers, is not in part two. So, ah. not going to uh, be watching that one. Then. And 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 one more note um, that took me completely out of the film was um, the, that beautiful um, um, uh, teenager or at the slumber party, uh, the black girl who decided to eat a pizza on a dead body. like Off the dead guys, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what? It, it, it just threw, I mean, of course, you know, we're watching a slasher film, but that was just completely, like, weird. Yeah. It was just yeah. weird. It's just like, I'm hungry. It's going to make me feel better. See, it, it's making me feel better. I'm like, why was that in there? It just, yeah. it, it, it took me completely out of, out of the film. Yeah, it was, that was weird. It, was, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary yeah. for that scene. But I love All this right, film. I will admit, I love it. I am in, I am intrigued enough to watch part two just from the cover art. Oh because yeah! Because now the killer's got a spiky red guitar that has a drill <laughs> bit coming out yes. of the neck. Yes. Oh my god! Oh, that's that hilarious. Looks so bad. It's great. Yeah. It looks fantastic. What do you mean, Joe? Okay. You yeah, need to do a franchise. I'm, I'm done oh, talking about this film. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on. 
that was a lot of talk about some oh, party Roger Roger Corman did part two as well. So oh did he? Oh yes. I'm surprised if he didn't do all of them. So all right. I'm so the next look. one I have is we're gonna be jumping around, jumping up to 2015, and that is The Invitation, directed by Karen Kusama. Uh, Will and his new girlfriend, Kira, are invited to a dinner with old friends at the house of Will's ex, Eden, and her new partner, David. Although the evening appears to be relaxed, Will soon gets a creeping suspicion that their charming host, David, is up to something. This is starring Logan Marshall Green, Tammy Blanchard, a a host of others. Um, John Carroll Lynch, who you may remember, he's been in a ton of stuff, but you may remember him as Twisty the Clown from season, I think it was season two or three, or no, it was season three, I believe, of American Horror Story. He played the the clown in that season Is that the bald guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. He played Pruitt. Pruitt was the character's name. He was in other films, too. Yeah, oh, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's um, a great character he was, actor. He was Drew Carey's brother on the Drew Carey show. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's he's great. I think he lives here in Burbank, too. But Does he? Uh, yeah, I believe Get so. Get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, so this one, uh, I, I really like this one. I think it's uh, um, a solid uh three and a half four stars uh it's got some good tension uh i you're not quite sure what exactly is going on you don't know if the characters uh the, one of the characters is kind of paranoid or what's really happening uh you're not sure uh and it, it definitely is a meditation on grief which is a common theme in horror and i i thought it has a pretty interesting pretty uh cool ending uh to me so, uh, Joe, what did you think of the invitation? I've actually seen this before and I was ecstatic that I had a reason to watch it again. I adore this film. This is top notch for me. This yeah. is an inspired film. Um, Logan Marshall green as will is absolutely fantastic in this. Oh yeah. He's oh, he's great. Just, he's just crazy enough that it really keeps you guessing scene after scene after scene is he the -hmm. guy that i'm supposed to be attaching myself mentally emotionally to or is is he the one that's the killer that's just gonna snap you know um i've been i had a question did you find did you find because you know related to what you're saying about you're not sure whether he's crazy or not and one of the big moments is that he gets that voicemail from a guy who was supposed to have been at the dinner party way early. I, yeah. that is the one thing that really kind of, I, I found it a little bugged me when, when that guy showed up then right at that moment, I felt it was a bit on the nose to me. Right. I, yeah, you didn't get a whole, I, it was a great device to throw you off. Right. To but make it, it me the the soon. viewer believe right, but you didn't get to enjoy it enough. Right. Yeah. It's like they yeah. didn't let it sit and fester for enough. You know, yeah. if he had showed up into the party, I don't know, an hour later, then fine. But it's yeah. like you get the voicemail, he starts to get into it, and all of a sudden he walks in the door. Right. No, you gotta let it sit there and ruin the yeah. night a little bit longer. 
So yeah, I, didn't, I, th- I agree. I think that was a missed opportunity. And, and yeah. honestly, like with that, I, I forgot about it because I was so engrossed with, you know, the story going on and it, it just led on to, you know, other, you know, paranoia, you know, thoughts I was having and like sequences. I'm trying to figure out the movie when I was doing it. So I, I actually like forgot about it. Mm. Uh, did anybody else think that uh, the girl that played Eden, her name is Tammy Blanchard, uh, that you could have thrown Liv Tyler into that role and not skip yeah. the beat. There were I was like times most of the fact, time I felt like I was watching. There Liv were a couple Tyler. lines. Yeah. When she said it's her voice sounded like her almost too. Yeah. Like yeah. they should be in a, uh, some sort of doppelganger movie with each other. I was thinking of, uh, um, Rosanna, Rosanna Arquette. I don't think she you looks know? anything like. Yeah. No, well, nothing well like. the character, like really, All right, I'm going to move on. Um, all right, sorry. These sorry. these people are all cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I cannot stand this. To me, is not like I haven't been in this situation where someone invites me to their house, and there's a basically a cult that they're trying to. I, I have not been in that. The closest thing I can equate to that I still have the same effect is I have been unfortunately wrangled in to watch a video about why I should buy a timeshare. And I think lots of people our age have, and I get the same feeling for this. I am uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel trapped. I get warm. Everybody around me, I hate, and I want to punch. And even after I get out of that situation, I'm still upset. I'm fuming four hours later. Mm -hmm. So this movie really plunks a string with me and it just, Mm -hmm. Oh, I just get uneasy thinking about it and watching it, um, which, in, in my opinion, is why if this film can, this, these lit light images on a screen can evoke that type of emotional response to me, that's that's a win. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think Pruitt is a dick. I love the fact that he pretty much meets the same demise as his wife's. You know, he pummeled his wife to death oh, and he yeah. gets pummeled to death. At the yeah. end. We're spoiling yeah. this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are spoiling it. Okay. Um, the only thing I could say that if I was in that same situation that I would do differently is I wouldn't drink a thing. I mean, I, I was I was great with Will at the beginning where he's like, I don't want to drink any of your alcohol, any of your fine wines. Uh, if I were him and I was starting to feel like something was wrong, I wouldn't have stopped there. I like, you could hand me a bottle of water. I'm not going to drink it. Even if the mm-hmm. bottle is sealed, uh, I'm not touching it. I don't want to eat your food. I don't want to breathe your air. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I love the whole scenario. I love this whole religious cult thing and the ending with the lanterns. Um, just, yeah. uh, it's such Loved a it. bleak ending is mm-hmm. yeah. It's icing on a cake with that. Yep. So, um, I don't have enough thumbs to give up for this <laughs> film. I, I, I absolutely love it. So yeah, that's it. Uh, Mark. Yeah. Uh, uh, first time, uh, uh, watching this film. Um, it's, it's been on my list for years and I just never, uh, uh, saw it and, Man, I love this film. Uh, I love films that have one setting. Um, you can just settle back and immerse yourself with the characters and get to know them. This film was um, 
like like a taut violin wire filled with awkward tension, second guessing, and solid performances with uh, most of the cast. Uh, the paranoia was stifling, and the grieving of a lost one was on point. And the way the director had us go on that journey with the main character, Will, played by brilliantly played by uh, Logan Marshall Green, was fantastic. He was just mesmerizing. Just watching him perform is, I believe, um, the only other film I've ever seen him in was uh, uh, Prometheus. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in Prometheus. Um, but he's uh, been in yeah. a few things, but yeah. It, yeah. It's it, it's the only one. I was like, I know this actor. I know this actor. And then so I went on IMBD and I was like, oh, Prometheus, got it. Um, I had to pause one hour and seven minutes into this film to use the bathroom. And while washing my hands, looking in the mirror, I had to take a huge breath and let it out. Um, the tension in this film was just so amazing. Um, I loved uh, the wine bottle smashing on the head great kill scene it didn't take one it didn't take two it didn't take three it took a lot and the moaning and the screaming from this guy getting hit by the bottle the wine bottle it was a wine bottle right because it was a little dark but it was a wine bottle yeah yeah some wine bottles i'm in the restaurant business they won't break on the first one or the second some wine bottles are thick and that was that was a great scene um the only uh, part I didn't like on this film was taking uh, Eden outside uh, to die. I I don't know how he had the capacity. Maybe Matt could explain it or Joe, you could explain it, why he did it. I, I mean, it was like to give her peace and all that. Yeah, she was suffering, but to pick her up and take her outside for those few seconds, I wouldn't have done it. You killed my best friends. You caused all this suffering. Why? I, I There was no forgiveness for that. There was no forgiveness. Yeah, she was like brought into a cult, you know, with her grieving process. And I understand how that happens with cults and other, you know, uh, things that you can get involved with, you know, because someone's grieving and going through those kind of things but um yeah i would have never brought her outside fuck eden um but yeah uh, other other than that um i love this film um it's it's just fantastic there's the fact that this film was it things didn't even like really like Fireworks didn't start until like the last like 20 minutes of this film didn't bother me at all because I really enjoyed immersing with these characters and and getting to know them. The gay the gay couple was, you know, kind of like distant. You didn't really get to know them that well. So but when the fireworks started happening, happening, it's like all these people like start dying. It's like, no, 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 no. Um, But I do love the fact that there was um, uh, I don't know his name, but uh, one of the gay couples actually survived this. And that was refreshing, very refreshing to see that, you know, just it wasn't the main characters, just a side character actually survived. Because, yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. that happens. I you agree. Know? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it was really refreshing when it's not to see. just the one lone, you know, 
or the, 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 the one couple surviving or girl, the couple or, yeah. or the yeah. lone survivor, and all that. Hey, actually, yeah. one of them actually survived. It's like, hey, that's actually kind of realistic. And he was, yeah, the you hero. could have more than just a final girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really, that was really nice and refreshing. And of course, the red light. I didn't see it coming, but man, I mean, it kind of, it just makes me want to watch the Purge franchise. It really does, because that's what the red light was. It's kind of like the Purge franchise, and it makes me want to go with that franchise, just like start rocking it out, because there's so many questions and uh, morality, you know, tales that you know in everyone's head. Like, what would you do in this moment? Um, so yeah, I, I think the Purge is coming up really soon. I've never seen any of them except really? parts of the first one. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh boy, Matt. What did you think of this? That's film, the man? one. I, what, Joe? No, I was going to make a really bad joke about the person. No, no, make, oh. make the bad joke. Is that the one where he pukes? No, it was dumb. Yeah, is that the one where everybody just sticks their finger down their throat? Yeah. No. Oh. Um. I. Wow, uh, not even a trombone on that one. Uh, oh, let me I see don't even know. Oh, it. I, I didn't even I'm, get the joke. I'm out of. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of practice on these things. Um. Yeah. Timing is Karen, everything. Karen Kusama, who directed this, she also directed Jennifer's Body, which mm. I love that movie. Uh, and Flux. I would love to she, direct Jennifer's Body. Uh, wow. Uh, she not directed uh, episodes of The Outsider. <laughs> She's and, not Joe. And the TV show Dead Ringers. So, um, yeah, she's, which is the one I just talked about a couple months ago. Wait, Dead Ringers, the. Oh, the TV show. Oh, the, oh, she's directing that. She directed episodes of that. Yeah, nice. Did either one of you watch that uh, Outsider? Yeah, that I she did. also directed. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was a good show. Yeah, uh, good from book. that Stephen King novel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So the next movie is one that I wait, man. Uh, what, what what did you think of the film? I said I love this movie. I think it's great. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. You didn't really go into detail, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is one I had not seen before, but I had been wanting to see for a long time, and it did not disappoint uh, for me anyway. Uh, and it's right; it's just everything I love in movies. I love, love, love this movie. Um, 2016's The Love Witch, uh, directed by Anna Biller. Elaine, a beautiful young witch, is determined to find a man to love her. In her gothic Victorian apartment, she makes spells and potions and then picks up men and seduces them. However, her spells work too well, and she ends up with a string of hapless victims. When she finally meets the man of her dreams, her desperation to be loved will drive her to the brink of insanity and murder. And uh, this movie is just so much fun. I love the aesthetic. Uh, Anna Biller directed this. She also directed, she's directed a lot of movies that um, aren't really available. One's called Viva. One's called Visit from the Succubus or Incubus. And, um, but she, all of them have this very uh, interesting sort of 70s, 60s kind of Euro trash vibe to them, but, but, but yet also in a modern setting. So there's this weird mix of like the, it looks like a movie straight out of the early, like 1971, 
and but yet they'll pull out a cell phone and and everybody's you know not everybody but she's dressed as like in the 70s she's a part of this uh satanic witch cult uh with that looks like it was completely out of the 70s uh, but yet it's set in modern day uh it is this movie is um starring samantha robinson uh, GN Keys, Samantha Robinson is the uh, uh, title character of The Love Witch. Uh, GN Keys, Laura Waddell. Um, a lot of people, you know, I don't think there's anybody that anybody really knows in this in this cast, but uh, everybody committed to the style, everybody committed to the aesthetic. I thought that Samantha Robinson was absolutely amazing in this and as and, and picking up the 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 style of the acting. It's not just the aesthetic of the look. It's also the style of the acting. And, and it's that kind of stilted, almost like bad acting and trying to do that in a way that is authentic and, and in a way that is that, that well is authentic is not easy to do. Like trying to act like somebody who's not a great actor is is kind of difficult to do. And Samantha Robinson, I've seen other stuff that she's done, little shorts and that, and she's she's very different from the character that's in this. Uh, so I I just loved it. And uh, Anna Biller uh, had not has not directed anything since then, but she has a book coming out this fall uh, called Bluebeard's Castle, I believe, and she is going to be directing. Uh, she just announced that she is uh, in pre-production on a medieval horror film. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I am uh, interested to see what you think. Cause I, I don't you know, this isn't one that's going to be for everyone. It's definitely very strange. I think Mark in your post on Facebook mentioned something about a very David Lynch esque, which it, I think kind of is it's a, it's kind of almost like a mixture of David Lynch and Wes Anderson and uh, just such a distinct uh, all encompassing style. So Mark, what did you think of this one? Uh, do I have to go first? I mean, is there a reason you don't want to? I uh, can Joe go first. All right, Joe, go ahead. What did you think? <laughs> My first note is this is such a Matt pick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. 100%. Yes, it is. So, oh yes. It so is. I, I will admit, I started watching this film and I was very angry, and then. <laughs> I got the joke and then I stopped the film about 30 minutes into it and I started it over again and I watched it with new eyes and I absolutely loved this film <laughs> because everything of that you just said, there is such an appreciation for the bad acting of the sexploitation vampire films of the 1970s totally, and they yeah. sold it so well. And oh, yeah. part of the reason that I was fooled so much is because I did not realize this was a, what, 2016 film? Mm -hmm. I really thought I was just watching a 1970s yeah. sexploitation vampire film until I saw some, uh, like, 2013 Jeep Wranglers driving by in the background. Right, yeah. And I'm like, huh? Weird. Well, when, when she and, first goes to the house to, to get to her apartment the realtor woman pulls up and she's driving like a, a tw mid 20 
10 uh, uh bmw yeah. i think or yeah. something like that and, yeah, and michelle jeep, it was a jeep and a bmw yeah yeah but michelle didn't notice any of that until i think they got to the dinner scene and all of a sudden she pulls out a cell phone and, and michelle goes what what year did this right. come out and i said 2015 yeah. and she and she said i swear to god i thought this came out in the 70s yes yes <laughs> Um, one thing, one thing before Joe, hang on, Mark, you said, you said I get to go first. God damn it. (laughs) So anyway, the cost, the, the costuming in this film is just tremendous. I don't know who did it, but just when they got to that scene where they were all in the tea room, uh, with her real estate agent for the first time, and they all just coincidentally happened to be wearing these, you know, it, it looked like, um, Breakfast at Tiffany's type stuff. You know, it was, it was very spot on the acting of the, um, the cops in this film are fantastic. The townsfolk, I mean, even the, the non-speaking roles, like at the end, there's this burn the witch scene in the bar mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, getting upset and trying to, I, I would say rape her, but it's the most, it would be like if Wes Anderson, which is why I'm glad you brought him up, if Wes Anderson had to film like a rape scene in the 1970s. Right. That's yeah. what I had envisioned that to be. It was perfect. Um, I think a lot of the things that they put in there, they this may be true. I have no uh, idea. I have no history, no anything with any sort of witchcraft. But I just think it's weird that you kill somebody and then you go out into the garden naked and pick flowers and pee in a jar. Yeah I, yeah, I I didn't understand that witch bottle thing or whatever they were calling it, but I'm just like, hey, who cares? I'm just yeah. along for this wild ride from 1970. Uh-huh. Um, I and it's it just carried like they never let up when yeah. the couple uh, when Elaine and the cop that she's dating they decide to go for a ride on the horses in the woods, and of course they're dressed in you know, crop riding pants and the stark oh, white totally. colored shirts. And, yeah. and then of course they're going to uh, happen upon a magical fair that <laughs> happens to be put on by all of their Wicca friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then they're going to come up with a fake marriage too, because that's just what they do at, yeah. at these things back then. Um, and, and the, not only is the the acting and the costuming fantastic, the script is tremendous with lines like, your creepy little sex act does not work with me. That was by Sergeant Griff. Um, yeah, the, the burn the witch scene at the end, it was just, it was magical. Um, mm. And they, they even, they topped it off with finding an actual unicorn for them to ride off with after their wedding. I don't know if you guys noticed that. The magical dinner, yeah, or the yes. magical wasn't dinner, that yeah. the best? <laughs> yeah, um, I I put it in the Facebook fan page uh, picture with the unicorn. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this had me suckered like a fish on a hook for I don't know, like I said, 15, 20 minutes, and oh, that's funny. I'm so glad that I rewatched it. Um, yeah, this this could have been something where I just turned it off and said, I'm not watching this piece of junk, but it's it's so well done. It's so well made. I am the to answer your question. About I am the a costume, fan of this film. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question about the costume designer, it was Anna Biller, the director, uh, which I have. Oh, a really? Fe- wow. Yeah. 
I have a feeling she is like Wes Anderson. All the aesthetic comes from her, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I have a theory that Mark waited to hear your opinion because he was on the fence about it and didn't know what he should say. So that's Mark, funny. I had the wh- same theory. Was, you're you're one hundred percent, Matt. You're one hundred percent. I needed why to hear. You, why do you have to wait to hear what Joe I, says? Look, have look. a fucking opinion of your own. Mark. I have fucking balls. God damn it! I have fucking balls. I just, I just didn't want to go in first. I didn't want to go in first on this because I was on the cusp. I, I was, I was. <laughs> And I needed a little bit more reinsurance to me actually reinsurance, reinsurance to uh, and, and there is that bumper. Did I say something wrong? Reinsurance. Yeah, it's no, it's not insurance. It's reassurance. Oh yeah, that's what I said. Insurance is. I no, insurance that. is what you get on your car. Anyway, go ahead, Mark. I figured Samantha Robinson would be enough to put you over oh, the top on God. this anyway. Oh, woof, hubba hubba. Oh my God, she's fucking gorgeous. Oh my God, I want a girlfriend like that. Oh my God, she is gorgeous. Her her dance for the guy was like the least sexy thing in the world. No, was, yeah, was absolutely, absolutely. It was so good. All the that dancing, was so all the dancing. Good. All yeah. the dancing was awkward. Yeah, I'm like looking. I'm just going. That's not sexy. All it takes for <laughs> Samantha Robinson to do is just look and talk and eat fucking cake. But, oh my! But they God. nailed exactly the dance it, that you would have seen in a 1970s film. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so, totally, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I was on the cusp. All right. So my first question, my first note is, Matt, or did yeah. you see this film? Before you picked this, Matt, that was my no. first. Yeah, you, no, you I never didn't. saw this film. I I had never seen it. It had been one on my list, and I'd always wanted to watch it. And I and I kept pushing it off to put it, make it a part of a pick. I couldn't figure out what pick it would be. I almost did a witch horror at one point, um, and I I just couldn't figure it out. But then I thought, oh, you know what? It's directed by a woman. We should do um. We should do a pick of all women directors. So that's, that's Jesus. I just Christ, saved it. Man. Yeah. This is your film, man. This is, oh, this totally. was everything. This. Yeah. Um, so my second note was this felt like a David Lynch film, the color, the acting, some of the dialogues, which felt stilted and awkward. It definitely had a late to early seventies, uh, vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, Here's my next note, because I was on the cusp, all right? But mm-hmm. listening to Joe uh, and you talk about this, but this is, I'm, I'm going to man up. This is my next note. But yeah, I didn't really like this film. It was interesting for the first 30 minutes, but it just tired me out at the hour and a half mark. Hmm. And I, I get that. I mean, I, I yeah. can see how it could be tightened up, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And uh, it was... Um, it was basically, I got to the part when they got to the Renaissance Fair and they're singing the song. And <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Because there's so yeah. many great moments in this film, even before. And I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm loving this. I in, in my head, I'm just going, Matt picked this film. He saw this before. This is mm-hmm. Matt's, this is Matt's shit. And yeah, so, no. And, and, and I'm enjoying it. But when I got to the Renaissance Fair and they're just singing the song, it's like, 
fucking a man fucking oh, shoot that me now me <laughs> shoot, that shoot me, me in the head shoot me in the head man i was just like <laughs> they're going on in the song and you know they're doing the dresses i'm just like man it just cut some of this the detectives mm-hmm. in this film had me going insane and i kept on thinking of joe because like this is joe mm-hmm. shit Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the turkey avocado uh, sandwich, you know, <laughs> with coleslaw. And I'm just like, oh, Joe's gonna be fucking out of his mind over that scene. <laughs> and 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 the punch. He's going, can't believe. Or when the the black detective uh, detective uh, uh, got hit by the other detective. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just classic. I'm just going. I can't believe like Joe didn't even bring that one up. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, that's Joe. Because it was just so awkward, like, dialogue. And you knew the director was, like, going for this. But the color schemes, um, when they went for tea and cake at the beginning of the film, just mm. with all the tea hats. And oh, yeah. I'm just Oh, like, and the girl I'm, playing the harp. Oh, it's yeah. so 70s. <laughs> it's it, so yes, 70s. Playing the harp, not playing the harp, but she was off on – you know, some strings. Oh, yeah. You can, she wasn't you can playing watch it. Yeah. You can see it. Oh, yeah. And she's, yeah, yeah, she's playing the heart, but it, it just perfectly matched with it. Mm-hmm. But still, my first reaction, I'm just going, this fucking movie just won't stop. And it's just... Yeah. So I'm on this roller coaster going, I think I love this film. I think I don't. But Samantha Robinson just holds your attention and you just want to look at her. Her cheekbones. Her acting. It was it was everything. It was everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was beautiful. Um, I did um, research because I was going, why is there so much fucking cake in this film? So I went on the internet and I looked up, does cake have to do with witchcraft? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, uh, basically, witches uh, in the 1600s, uh, witches uh, did to ward off spells, and it comes with urine and flour. <laughs> and I'm I'm sure I'm sure I don't. Well, no, I'm not sure. I don't know if the director knew, but they had to. Have. They had to. Have. But urine oh, and flour. Everything. Back in- I'm sure she. I'm sure she. I mean, everything in this, I'm sure, was done for in part as part of her plan i I, there's no way it could it's all so you know uh it seems very planned out and all follows that aesthetic you know like like you guys brought up uh the it was like a kubrick film it fucking was it was every single picture was a every single frame was a photograph you know every shot beautiful is beautiful and and uh but that like you brought up the the uh the harp and the harpist is that what they call them harpists um yeah and that woman like it wasn't really it didn't quite match you know but i was gonna say but that and if if that had been the only thing that had been like that, and it would have wouldn't have worked. But there were so many other things like that, you know, in this movie. Yeah. God damn! It, so see, funny. Like like I said, I was on the cusp because I didn't, I didn't like go back as going. All right, this is Matt's film. I just went straight through it because there are some slog fests in this film. It, it just it took a while, but you just appreciate it and you appreciate it more and. Am I going to see this film again? 
yes, absolutely, I'm going to watch this film over again. But my first viewing, I turned it off, like, right when the credits, I was like, fucking thank Christ, I just turned it off. But the memories that I had watching this film, I was going, man, that was pretty fucking awesome. I mean, talk about the David Lynch film when uh, the detective's at the bar and she's at the bar. That was David Lynch all the way through. Mm-hmm. Just just the conversation was just mm-hmm. yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It's 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 a great film. I I know for a fact that uh the listeners, there's gonna be listeners out there that's going, This movie fucking sucks. No, it's not gonna be for everyone. No. No, no, no. And and it's almost like can you consider this film a horror film? If you film? don't like it, then you're not watching it right. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad you guys liked it. I kind of figured that <laughs> I wasn't sure if anyone was going to like this, but I loved it. And I, and while I was watching, I was like, man, I don't think Joe's going to like this. And That's I don't know. Why I, I wanted <laughs> Joe to go first. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to like it, but uh, I figured you'd probably appreciate some of this stuff, but, uh, and I don't know about Jimmy, but so. Oh, Jimmy must Jimmy, have loved Jimmy, this. He would I'm have sure loved Jimmy it. liked it. Yeah. He would have loved I, it. I have the strange feeling he would have really appreciated it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Joe, oh, said, oh, wait, Joe wait. Texted a, hold on. Joe texted us a picture of a Love Witch hoodie. Joe, did you buy that? No, I just I was just thinking, oh. you know, like last year I got you guys um, T-shirts oh, yeah. from Redbubble of movies that you picked. If I was going to buy one right now, Matt, you would get Love that. Witch. Tell, yeah. I, would, I would fucking I would, wear that. Yeah. I would totally wear that. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, I, I got one more thing. I got one more right. thing. It's the worst detectives. Not, you know, driving massacre worst, you know, detectives, but this was a very bad worst detective moment is when they found the jar on the dead, you know, um, uh, well, on, on the dirt mound. And they got the oh, urine. Yeah. They got mm-hmm. the the tampon, and they're like, "What the hell is this? What you've never seen a bloody tampon before? Like, what well, the that, fuck?" <laughs> that was the joke because they called back oh. to her talking to herself, saying, "Most men don't even know, don't what, even a know what a tampon is. is." And so then when they when they see it, and the guy goes, "What is that?" I don't know. That, no. that was kind of the joke. No, no, yeah. but that Mark, you just like you hit the tip of the iceberg. That's not the worst of the bad detecting that's the beginning of it it gets worse because mm-hmm. then the one detective says to the other well we're gonna have to start digging and they take their their coats off and they grab a <laughs> shovel and they start digging up a yeah. freshly buried corpse there i know they had forensics teams back in 1970 uh, yeah. so why yeah. aren't they calling those guys yeah no we're just gonna Rep- desecrate this mound and Rep- just start digging it up with our shovels yep. to the side. oh yeah. Oh, that I was like clawing at my eyes. I'm like, really, guys? Come on. What would one more thing? One more thing is um, that fucking house that she moved into is fucking gorgeous, especially the entrance yeah. with the circle. Oh, my God. And the first thing I thought was like, Joe would love that house and he would make that in the oh, yeah. greatest haunted house fucking ever. Like, that house um, is beautiful. Everything about Matt, that this house. This is. This is a film that you should have picked and said, we are only watching this film and only discussing this film (laughs) for an entire episode. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we should get to the others because we're already at one 
30. Um, and Jimmy's not even here. An hour and 30 of pure fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So the next pick is also one that I had not seen before. And uh, this one is an interesting one. This is from 2017. It is The Most Beautiful Island, directed by Anna Asensio, who is also the lead actor, actress in the movie. Uh, an illegal immigrant struggling to begin a new life in New York City is offered a great opportunity. Uh, but as day turns to night, she discovers she's been lured into a dangerous game. So this is actually... Um, based on a true story uh, that actually happened to Anna Asensio, the director and, and star. Uh, she didn't, it, obviously the situation that she was in was not quite to this extreme, but she did find herself as an immigrant uh, going to one of these parties and feeling like she was in a dangerous position and needing to get out of there. And so that led to this story where um, basically she's, she's playing uh, a character who is uh it i believe lost a child at one point and is a, an immigrant uh, escaped or uh came to the united states from a war-torn area and <clears throat> uh is looking for work doing odd jobs barely able to make rent and she has a friend who's from russia who's a model and offers her this job and it's very clandestine how she goes to the job and when she gets there she finds that all the other women, there's a bunch of other women there and they are expected to do something dangerous for the benefit of wealthy benefactors who are watching. So uh, I thought that <clears throat> this was very well done. I thought it was well done for the budget that it had, especially for a first time director. I, I thought they, you know, there were some, some really interesting things. And I thought that the last half hour was incredibly tense last half hour, 45 minutes. Once they get to the place, I thought it was incredibly intense. Um, not knowing what was going on in the room, I thought was, was pretty intense. But then once we got in there, I thought that was, uh, I thought there was some really nice tension. Um, so I enjoyed this. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, and so it, you know, it doesn't go full on horror, uh, but, but it, it definitely, there's the threat of it. Uh, and, and I thought that it, you know, it has a lot to say about the, uh, vulnerability of immigrants and, um, of women, especially. So, uh, Mark, what did you think of this one? I saw a Jay Cutler Jersey at the beginning of the film. Um, yep. Yep. That was, that is that also nice my first note. Yeah, yeah. That was my first note too. Um, yeah. look, this would have been a good Tales of the Crypt episode, not a full length, uh, feature. Mm -hmm. Um, although the spider sequence, you know, was interesting. Um, it had a little bit of a twist. Um, but this film, uh, fell a little bit, uh, flat for me. Um, it, it just, it just didn't have enough oomph at the end, you know, with the spiders, um, crawling on naked bodies. Um, it was okay. It, it just, it, it needed to be like a short episode, you know, like maybe, uh, you know, tales of the dark side or something like that. It was okay. I, I was fine with the, you know, the acting I, I'd love like kind of like the gorilla style of, um, what they were doing. I noticed, uh, when, uh, 
what's her name? Um, the the lead actress's name. What what's her name? Uh, Anna Asensio. Anna. When, when she brought the kids into. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, when she brought the those bratty kids into uh, that little store to get ice cream and all that, I noticed that the clerk he wasn't an actor. Um, he and he actually stared at the camera for a split second, like dead into the camera. It's like, yeah, he's not an actor. It was mm. just like gorilla style right there, which is fine, you know. I mean, it's you know, that's you know what happens sometimes. But yeah, it, it this should have been like a, a, an episode or something like that, not a full length uh, feature. Just didn't have enough horror elements. I don't know if you would consider this a horror film, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it was fun, you know. At the end, you know, when they're standing in the circles, all those women with the purses, it was interesting, but it just dragged on a little bit. I did enjoy um, uh, when she went into the bathroom with that guy. Um, one of the guards or whatnot. And I thought the best acting was that, that guard who just like grabbed her by the throat and pushed her against the door and just said, I'll snap your, you know, windpipe like a twig or something like that. I thought that was the best acting in the whole entire film. Um, in the most intense, but other than that, um, yeah, it's just, okay. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. Give it a half hour. All right, uh, Joe, what did you think? Uh, so, like Mark, my first note was I saw a Jay Cutler jersey, and then uh, you lost me from that point on. I, mm. I agree with Mark. I don't consider this to be a horror film. There's not enough uh, anything in it that got me uh, got my ire up at all. Um, it was just a watching a woman who's made a lot of bad decisions make a lot more bad decisions. And it was like watching the goddamn Lord of the Rings over and over again because it's just shots of her traveling from here to here to here to here. And I, I mean, yeah, those are her adventures, but I it, it didn't do anything for me. I'm like, you know, hmm. the 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 I still don't understand the kid section, like why that was important that we had to know that her character also babysat some kids and apparently not well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they weren't even hers. It, when the kids got introduced at first, I thought, oh my God, she's a parent. And then, you know, you're going down that rabbit hole and then you find out, oh, she's just watching these kids as a paycheck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, my, my last note was I, I just watched two girls get naked and have spiders crawl over them and neither one of them got bit. This is not a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of hoping that one of them would get bit and like start foaming at the mouth or there'd be some blood or you know some sort of gore graphics is none of that help happened so but that um, was the twist yeah, this though. one you know it's like yeah i know know. oh that's what i love in my my horror films is the yeah. twist that gave me the happy ending and a moral you know it's not exactly what i was hoping for so i guess the question was is yeah. that when she's at the bridge at the end of the film and she's eating that ice cream probably the best ice cream she's ever had um is she is it haunted it ice again? cream? Because I could get behind that. Was it haunted ice cream? Because I could get behind that. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> I, I, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering if if she's going to do it again. I guess that was like the cliffhanger of yeah. the film. Is Hard she going to, to do it again? No, I think she is. I will not watch the sequel. <laughs> no, I will not either. Oh. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do you mean? What do you mean you didn't like understand anything I said? 
Was I just rambling? Who said that? Joe. What? I did. I don't know. Never mind. I never when said did that. he say that? I, I don't know. Never mind. Rewind the tape. <laughs> Rewind it. Rewind it. <laughs> I, I don't know what Mark said, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you meant. I'm very um, sensitive. <laughs> Mark, I still don't understand any word you said. I know. Thanks. Oh. Uh, okay. So the last movie is one that I had seen before. Uh, and this, uh, it's listed as 2017, but it didn't actually get released until 2019. Uh, and this is directed by Issa Lopez. Uh, it is a Mexican film, uh, called tigers are not afraid. And this one, I, I think it's, it might be a masterpiece, I think, in my book. And it was my number one horror movie of the movie of the year 2019, uh, of the year before we started the podcast. But uh, I was keeping track of them since I think I've kept these lists since like 2017. Uh, but this is one. It's a dark fairy tale about a gang of five children trying to survive the horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts created every day by the drug war. Uh, so obviously this is this has some heavy heavy uh, overtones, some heavy subject matter, uh, and it is a it's a slice of life that you don't see depicted very often. It's a bit on the bleak side, but in the it but there's also a a thread of hope and 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 uh, positivity running through it, even as a lot of kind of horrific uh, things happen. Uh, around these kids or to these kids and it's i i um at parts i I think are kind of hard to watch and then other parts sort of uh transcend it a little bit and become uh almost like a fairy tale there's a fairy tale quality to it there's a ghost quality to it uh there's uh, obviously uh, current events quality to it as well. I believe it's beautifully, beautifully shot and directed. I, I it, it's like a dream in some ways. I love the ending. Uh, the, the just it's, and and it, it's pretty amazing when when city streets that are just decaying can be shot so beautifully, and you can still um, be appreciative of the the art artistry that went into the cinematography. Um, I like the the ghost. Uh, and the the uh, the the mother of the girl. It, this isn't giving away anything because it, this happens very early. Um, the 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 girl, her mom just doesn't come home, and then eventually uh, uh, the ghost of the mother appears and tells her uh, things. Um, and they get involved. She winds up with this gang of of you of young young kids, real young kids. I mean, they all look like they're under. I don't remember if they said their ages or not, but they all look like they're 10 or younger. One of them looks like he's just almost barely more than a toddler. Um, But I, I, there's a, there is kind of a fantasy element as well. And they're traveling and, you know, urban fantasy kind of thing. uh, You you see some sort of fairy tale creatures and animals. And I I just love this movie. I it's, I've seen it a couple of times and I, I just, I kind of got swept up on it in this. I hadn't seen it in a few years and I kind of got swept up on it this time more than maybe even the first time. So, um, Joe, what are you, what are your thoughts on tigers are not afraid? Uh, this is like a horror movie with a heart. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, The kid actors in this film are just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That main boy who's the head of the game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Slice is is his name or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, Um, he stole the film. Yeah. It's even the little, the littlest one, the toddler Mm -hmm. aged one, uh, all the way up. Every one of these kids needs to be doing more and more of this stuff. Um, some of the, I, I like the storyline. I like the action in the film. I, I, it's the fantasy element with the, the little dragon and the, uh, I don't want to call him a teddy bear, but the little stuffed tiger Mm -hmm. animal thing. Some of those things I thought were a little too extreme for me. Mm. Uh, I wish they had done more of a a supernatural way of getting their point across or fulfilling that need without it being so cutesy. Hmm. But I understand why they did it that way is because they're, you know, they're, it's all being uh, presented in and around a bunch of kids. Yeah. So naturally that's the type of things that they would dream of that would come up out of their heads. Mm -hmm. So, um, but again, I did, I like this film quite a bit. I do think that that main kid, um, whatever we could find out that kid's name was, um, is just absolutely, yeah, he's such an emotional actor. And you could tell from the the get-go the pain and anguish he was going through because he wasn't the machismo of the group. He, you know, the girl did what he should have done. And that's so insulting to him, even at such a young age. Um, this, I, I, like I said, I, I really appreciate this film. I liked it quite a bit. It's not something I would have normally watched. I'm glad I did. And uh, just a little couple tweaks here and there, and I would have thought this was just over the moon. But uh, yeah, the, I really liked it. To answer, <clears throat> answer your question, uh, the the actor, um, well, the character's name was El Shine. El Shine. Okay. Shine. That's what yeah. it was. Yep. And uh, the actor's name is Juan Ramon Lopez. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark. Um, uh, the actor who played Shine, um, man, I would love to see that kid play Kaneda uh, in Akira, um, this animated uh, the film that um it's a cult classic but i would love to see that kid as uh canada uh this was a refreshing film not so much um horror or even really scary but just haunting thoughts of what a lot of children in this country uh goes through um they're isolated terrified hungry it's a tragedy um how many people um just don't think of these children and what's going on in you know, this time and age right now. Um, but watching these kids break through all of uh, that despair in English and still act like kids, you know, playing uh, American Idol, playing soccer, just, you know, with all, you know, all this heaviness, like weighing down on themselves and they're still acting like kids was really just heartbreaking and fun to watch. Um, my... Yeah, I, I, I just love this film. Um, 
But uh, my favorite parts of this film was the children dying. Um, I know that sounds weird, but thank you, thank you, thank you for the children dying. It's uh, it's been my biggest um, problem with like Stranger Things. It's like plot armor. Oh, they're they're children. They can't die. The children die in these films, and it brings a lot of heartache. You know when you see it happen, and um, I really appreciate you know just not holding back on that aspect. Um, I, I didn't mind um, the tiger um, the stuffed animal. I thought it was beautiful to watch with the little purrs and uh, you know the little growls, whatever, and pushing the vent open for you know leading her you know towards her mother at the end of the film. Um, I, I I think it's a brilliant film. Not I, I don't think it's so much horror, um, but it's. It's it's a great film to watch, and um, I, I highly recommend it. Great pick, Matt. Thank you, sir. Uh, so that's the end of the picks. Um, so I thought there were five good movies. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I liked uh, Beautiful Island more than you guys, but I, I agree it's my least favorite of the five. Um, and probably... Well, I don't know. My, I, it's hard to say my favorite of the five because the Love Witch and Tigers Are Not Afraid are so different. But, um, but yeah, fucking um, Love Witch, man, <laughs> it's so good, it's so. Oh man, I'm gonna have to watch that again. I, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it again. It's it's such a mind twist. I, I still don't even it. know if it's horror. I don't. I don't know what this film is, but it's man. Oh, it's horror. Um. <laughs> It's a, I Slow guess, horror trap. horror comedy, I suppose. Uh, That's okay. how it was listed. It yeah, was yeah, horror comedy. Listed listed horror, horror comedy. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, the next pick is that of Joe. So, Joe, what is what is what is your pick for our next? What are the movies we need to watch? Okay, so, so here's a little backstory. I had a perfect theme, mm-hmm. all in my head, all ready to go. I did all the research. Picked all the movies, found out what streaming services they run, and I scrapped it. And then I had another one that's perfect. Like, no, this one will be even better. And I found all the movies. I did all the research, found all the streaming services. I scrapped that too. And I did it the second time only because I wasn't kidding. I was inspired when I watched The Invitation. So because of that movie, I picked an entirely different theme, which I am calling cult classics we are going to be watching five movies about religious cults oh, oh fuck it eh, and Joe. and i i don't pick movies on purpose that i know you guys will like and for all i know you've probably seen all five of these i don't care we haven't talked about them on the show and so we're going to watch them and one of them i can't believe we haven't talked about on the show yet so we're going to so anyway um the first reason i think you guys are going to like this is 2009's House of the Devil, directed by Ty West. Love it. Never seen it. Second one, 2018's Apostle, directed by Gareth Evans. Uh, Gareth Evans is also the guy that wrote The Raid Redemption and The Raid 2, which I'm pretty sure you guys have seen. Mark, you've seen Yeah, it. No, I've seen those, yeah. I haven't okay. seen those. Okay, all right. Um. The third one that I've picked, this one's for me. We're going to watch Red State by Kevin Smith. Yeah, okay. 
with John freaking Goodman. Um, the Which, fourth uh, movie that we're Apostle picking. Apostle was 2018. Is that what you said? Uh, Apostle what? was 2018. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here. I'm sorry. I, let me go back. The House of the Devil is 2009. That's on Shutter. Yeah. That's also on Freebie and Tubi. Um, Apostle from 2018. That's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Red State from 2011. It's on the Roku channel. Okay. Um, the next one that we're going to watch is from 2013. Another Ty West film. This is The Sacrament. And lastly, I cannot believe we have not watched this. We are watching from 1968, the Roman Plancy classic, Rosemary's Baby. Perfect. Oh, fucking Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that almost wound up on the devil horror episode. Yeah. So cult classics, that's what it's going to be. Uh, enjoy. I actually, I can't wait. The, even the ones that I haven't seen, I can't wait to watch these. Yeah. What, yeah no, which ones did... have you, haven't you seen, Joe? I haven't seen uh, Apostle or The House of the Devil. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I haven't I'm, seen I, Apostle. Uh, and I don't think I've seen the other Ty West movie either. I haven't seen Sacrament. Oh, The Sacrament? Apostle. <sighs> And uh, House of the Devil. I haven't seen those. I don't think I've seen the Sacrament. Red State's fantastic. I haven't seen Red State State either. Red State's fucking great. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It gets deep. Um, And I I can't remember the last time I've seen Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while for me. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. It would be a good revisit. Excellent. Well, that's... Terrific. Who's who's after you? I think it's Jimmy, right? And then Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So watch those movies. Please go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy our merchandise. Also, uh, remember, we will be at Halloween 45 in a um, couple months. So check that out. And I guess that's it. So, yeah, Joe. Actually, uh, if I may plug myself, mm. um, for those of you that may not know, most of you probably do, uh, it's to me, Halloween season started and I make um, Halloween props and I do a, a pretty decent build outside in front of my house every year for Halloween. Yeah, they're amazing. And so because of that, I thank you. Uh, because of that, I've decided to have my own brand uh, established. So you can look for me on Instagram and uh, Facebook under Newcastle Cemetery. Uh, I'll try to find some way to put a link on there. But if you want to see the type of stuff that I build for my Halloween haunt, uh, you can click on that, follow me, and I'd appreciate it. Yeah. And if you have, and because you're a Sinister listener, it's free. <laughs> Perfect. And if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen like what Joe does uh, on his house and all that, it's it's pretty amazing. It, yeah. He, Joe's Joe has a talent. Not only yeah. on, you know, graphic arts and all that, but just with his hands and tools and like what he makes, like tombstones. It's like it's 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 incredible. It's it's a talent. Yeah, no, it's crazy. He, he's his yard is amazing. So yeah. go check I've it been out. There. It's great. And it might give you some ideas for your own Halloween. Set. Yeah. And honestly, that's how um I get a lot of my stuff is ideas from right that I've seen other people do or in other people's groups. And I'm just like, Oh, I, I like how they did that, but I want to use their method to do this my way for me. 
Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not a big video person. There's not a whole lot of video tutorials, but I do like to take photographs of stuff that I'm making along the way. And then mm-hmm. I try to put captions underneath to explain what we've done. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. I, in fact, I was just showing, I, I looked at the, cause I asked you about it and then you sent me the link and I was showing it to my sister-in-law uh, the other day and we were looking through your pictures. So uh, definitely worth shit. checking out. Thank yeah. you. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. So we will see you next time. Good night, Good night everybody. I do want to say watching the girls play basketball confirms my beliefs that the WNBA shouldn't be a thing. Oh, woof. Hubba hubba. God damn it. I have fucking balls. God damn it. I have fucking balls.